Welcome to the podcast program, Beyond Clinical Medicine, What They Don't Teach You in Residency. I'm Rob Strauss, Team Health's Chief Medical Training Officer, and this podcast is one of our series discussing work-life integration, but from a medical group perspective. We all work with other clinicians, and many are struggling with increasing personal and professional responsibilities that just add to the pressure and imbalance. Just how does a leader raise these issues in a safe environment, allowing the opportunity to openly discuss what's happening in our personal and professional lives? Well, today we have a very special guest host, again, Dr. Frank Lee. In his own life, Frank is humorous. He has very high emotional intelligence, great insight. He has been an emergency medicine practitioner, director, and regional medical directors, and at times, simultaneously, he's a very hardworking person, thoughtful and effective, and he is an exceptional presenter. Frank has intentionally and successfully developed balance in his own life. And with Frank today is our guest expert, Dr. Juma Chowdhury, whom Frank will introduce. Frank, thank you and welcome. Well, thank you very much, Rob, for that uh, that kind introduction. And I have someone I think is just as wonderful in having the opportunity to introduce Dr. Juma Chowdhury. Um, she has been a hospitalist for a little over 16 years. And uh, in the last three years, she's been a facility medical director uh, for her site where she manages 26 different providers. In addition to that, she's worked all over the country. She's worked in parts of Oregon. She's worked in New York City, Los Angeles, and currently she resides in the Southern part of Florida. So I have to give you a lot of credit, Juma. I mean, just in the fact that you've worked in such a wide variety of places. I mean, I used to live in Los Angeles and, and I currently live in Buffalo, New York, and they're both great places, but the people and the culture are totally different. And I think having that experience uh, really does probably benefit you in terms of uh, working with all different types of people and encouraging um, wellness in uh, these different groups. So please tell me a little bit about that and your background. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that experience uh, of variety, just as you mentioned, has, uh, has is definitely a, a strength that I have. Our topic today is what you can do to encourage personal wellness in your group. So my first question to you, Juma, is, you know, many physicians, especially those in positions of leadership like yourself, struggle with or altogether ignore the concept of wellness in their life. How did you recognize this in yourself and what made you want to incorporate wellness discussions and training into your team meetings? Well, Frank, I burned out from hospitalist work about five years in. Uh, I had three kids under the age of five, and I was really struggling to balance my responsibilities as a parent and as a hospitalist. I actually ended up taking a complete break for 12 months. Uh, This was a time period when physician burnout wasn't as well recognized uh, as it is today. Uh, It certainly wasn't discussed at all during my residency. 
And then before going back into the field, I spent a lot of time on self-reflection and what well-being changes I needed to make for myself. So a lot of my knowledge is self-taught. You know, I find that incredibly uh, uh, impressive. Number one, the very fact that you recognized that you were struggling and were burnt out. But more impressive to me is the very fact that you did something where you actually stepped away from clinical medicine for um, for a year. I mean, most of us, when we come out of our programs, we're all ready to get working. And even if we find ourselves, even if we find ourselves burning out or struggling, many of us just continue to push through it and then put ourselves in a worse position. How it must have been a difficult decision to step away of to step away from practicing medicine. I mean, from a financial standpoint and from the very fact that you worked the majority of your life at that point in time to get to where you were. So how was that and how did you make that decision? Yeah, I was really, I was just angry a lot and I was angry at home. I was angry at work. Uh, it got to a point where Frank, I really couldn't recognize myself. And that was the point where I knew I needed to take a break. Well, thank you for sharing um, your own personal story. I know it can sometimes be difficult. Um, I am sh I'm sure that this is a familiar, familiar theme with many other healthcare providers out there. Can you describe what you have specifically incorporated in your meetings that have helped? Sure. There are a couple of slides that I start each meeting with. Uh, I have a slide with reminders of all the mental health resources uh, that our team has available to them through our employer. There are specific details, you know, on that slide, um, such as the fact that we have five free counseling sessions and also the phone number uh, to call. And then I have another slide that focuses on different components of well-being. I think there's uh, 11 total, and some of them are probably more well-known, such as the importance of exercise and good nutrition. Uh, but there are also others that are, I think, less well-known. Um, for example, uh, making sure that you uh, have time outdoors, uh, having a sense of community. On that second slide, we end up spending a few minutes on each of those, or one of those topics on a monthly basis. And Juma, you bring this up every month for every meeting, is that correct? Yes, that's right. So I love the very fact that this is a standing agenda, not something you just throw out once a year and just happen, happen. But I think it's great that you bring it up every time. So it's always in everyone's consciousness at every meeting. Chuma, when you go through the different components of wellness, what did you find to be the most effective um, and that you enjoy the most? Yeah, so I, my favorite leisure activity is to run with our uh, Siberian Husky. <laughs> it combines uh, exercise and being outdoors, and I get to take care of him at the same time. He's got a lot of energy to burn off. So that's what I found to be really effective for myself. The other thing I wanted to mention, Frank, is um, in my team meetings, I've incorporated uh, something that I call a moment of gratitude. Well, that sounds intriguing. Tell me more about the moment of gratitude. So it's basically, it's just a few minutes uh, to reflect on the challenges of hospitalist work, uh, but also its importance. Uh, I think my provider is really for the work that they do. Uh, so for example, you know, I start off a meeting and I'll say, you know, hey guys, uh, I wanna start our meeting today 
first by thanking you for your work. Um, you know what you guys do today um, in patient care, it really matters to patients and their families, and it's important. If no one else has sincerely thanked you for your work today, I want to um, at least start off that meeting with that. You know, the moment of gratitude, it really sounds so simple, but it really also sounds so important because it's something that I think that many providers either never hear or rarely hear. I mean, many times when a provider's call to the administrative wing or to speak to someone in a position of leadership is usually because they want to tell them something that's bad that's happened. Um, but this is where you set them up to have something positive brought up, especially during this time where there's so much stress in everyone's lives. I think this is so important. Yes, exactly. I think in leadership, we focus on the negative, on complaints, uh, incompleteness, etc. It's really important uh, to elevate what we do so well day in and day out. Can you share some examples of things that you have brought up during the well-being section that had the biggest impact on either yourself or your providers and or your providers? Sure. Well, the feedback has been 100% positive. Uh, my team recognizes the importance of this topic. And by bringing it up each meeting, it's not a one and done topic. It's uh, a topic that we continue to revisit. I think the biggest impact is really just simply sharing the resources that are available. Uh, the providers will forget that they're available or if they remember, they don't remember how to access the resources. So I've gotten a lot of requests on, hey, can you share that phone number again? Or can you send an information again? So I actually have that particular slide uh, from my team meeting printed out and hanging up on our office board. I think also it just creates a space to communicate about this topic as well. I remember after one meeting, one of my providers came up to tell me that he had lost his best friend in medical school to suicide. Uh, and so he really wouldn't have shared that story with me had we not had it, you know, as a topic in the meeting. So I really just think creating a safe space uh, to talk about these um, concerns and issues uh, has had an impact. And then, Frank, I think finally I would say that it's been impactful to me as a leader. You know, I have a lot of years in my past as a frontline provider, and so I know what the frustrations are of uh, trying to provide care in our current healthcare environment. And I always try to remember that part of my role is, you know, to address that, whether it's something small, you know, like scheduling software is not working or, you know, a bigger topic. Uh, such as well-being, which we're discussing today. I mean, that, that's fantastic. And I think, like I said, by you having this brought up every month as a standing agenda can help sleep break the stigma of um, not wanting to talk about these topics. Right, exactly. And, um, and Frank, I know you actually have a lot of experience and have taught about wellness yourself. What, what have you done as a director that's been particularly effective? Well, Juma, when I was director, what I used to do every year, I used to do this two to three times a year, is I would take out all of my providers out uh, just for um, a, fan, a fun event. I'd take them out to dinner, and then we'd do something semi-competitive it could be bowling it could go to some sort of like or some sort of golfing event or something and this gave us an opportunity to 
interact with each other on a more social atmosphere. I mean, we're interacting with each other in the hospital, but it's always, there's always work in the way and you can't really get a, a long conversation and you can't really do it with the whole group. Uh, but this helped us, obviously, all of us interact with each other on like a more social atmosphere. And I don't want to say that misery loves company, but when we got together, we all started feeling better when we shared our own struggles and our own stories, whether it be with family struggles or work or financial struggles. And when we got to sharing with each other, we realized that we weren't the only ones facing these problems or having these same pain points and that it was completely what I would say, quote unquote, normal to somewhat feel overwhelmed at times. And I think that really provided a safe space when we started sharing our feelings and sharing our concerns and sharing some of the things we were struggling with that we are not the only ones uh, in that position. And I think that also gave everyone an opportunity, including myself, uh, an opportunity to share with each other and help each other out. And uh, we became a stronger and closer group because of that. And we also were able to decompress and find ways to um, help each other out. So that was my experience. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I think, um, you know, again, it's about creating that space to have those conversations. And and to your point, Frank, I do think it creates a cohesiveness amongst uh, team members, uh, just, just as you described. So Frank, out of curiosity, did you see a specific impact on your group from all of that? You know, as I mentioned, you know, it's, it made us feel like it was a safe space to discuss anything. And I have to tell you, the, the group, like I said, we became closer, but we became a lot more open with each other. And we were able to talk to each other even during work. And we shared more things than I thought we would ever share before. And uh, things that, you know, I didn't even think that people would share. And it really gave uh, everyone much more openness to tell us how they were struggling. And when they did this, we were all each of us, not just myself as director, we were each of us able to help each other out. Uh, people would obviously volunteer more for helping each other out when there was a schedule problem. We had um, people doing, I had actually a couple of my physicians start babysitting each other's kids when they found out the struggles they were having. And that was, there, that was very nice too. And it just made, like I said, it just gave everyone an opportunity to understand that they weren't the only ones struggling and that, um, it really is a safe space and it is, like I said before, um, normal to feel the way we were feeling. Um, prior to that, I can tell you, um, before I had started this, I kind of felt like I was the only one who was struggling, uh, whether it be with my kids or uh, with family situations, or I was the only one who had difficult in-laws or, uh, or money issues. And um, once I started sharing this and everyone else started sharing and became much more open than I thought we would be. Um, it really gave us a sense of community. And once again, uh, we were all able to um, understand each other and realize that we weren't uh, different at all. With this, I wanna thank everyone out there for spending your time and giving us an opportunity to share some of the perspectives. Well, thank you, Juma and Frank. I appreciate your great suggestions for a broad experience. For those of you interested in Dr. Chowdhury's two-slide set, a link is available. To get to it and the rest of our podcast, simply insert 
into your web browser, the URL beyondclinicalmedicine.org and go to this podcast. Thank you.